0: i glad to be here, and I'm going to be thankful. Amen. Brother Rouse, don't you come? We love you and appreciate you. Praise God. Let's give a good Bendale welcome. Bless him, Lord. Bless him, Lord. Amen. I wonder, would you lift your voice, would your hand clap tonight all across the house of the Lord? Come on, he's worthy. Come on, he's worthy. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Thank you, Jesus. No place I'd rather be than to be in your presence. Come on, anybody know He's a faithful God? He's a good God. He's a mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. His truth endures to all generations. Amen. 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 If you've been struggling with the lies of this world, amen, I got good news for you tonight. His truth still endures to all generations. Amen. His truth, His Word is a light, amen, that's able to penetrate any darkness, amen, any falsehood, Amen. Any uh, preconceived idea that would be contrary to the Word of God. Amen. His truth is able to illuminate. His truth is able to bring light. Amen. And I am so thankful that uh, His Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. But how many knows you've got you to gotta allow it to go before you? You've got to allow the Word to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Amen. You can have a lamp, but if you never use it, it's not going to give you any light. Amen. You can have the Word of God, but if you never apply it to your life, it'll never benefit you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bible, 2 Kings chapter 3, beginning with verse number 6. Amen. And uh, I do want to say once again uh, that I give honor to Pastor Moore. Amen. Sister Moore. Amen. I love these people. Amen, they have been good to me and my family. Anybody thankful for your man of God and his wife? (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So thankful. And uh, I do, um, the Lord began to deal with me on this this sermon uh, just a couple of days ago. Amen. And this evening the Lord really laid it on my heart. I mean, I feel like this would be the will of the Lord for this service tonight. I mean, anybody going to help us have a move of the Holy Ghost tonight? I said, is anybody going to help us have a move of the Holy Ghost in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. 2 Kings chapter 3, verse number 6 says, And King Jehoram went out of Samaria the same time and numbered all Israel. And he went and sent to Jehoshaphat the king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab hath rebelled against me. Wilt thou go with me against Moab to battle? And he said, I will go up. I am as thou art, my people as thy people, and my horses as thy horses. And he said, Which way shall we go up? And he answered, The way through the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went, and the king of Judah, and the king of Edom, and they fetched a compass of seven days' journey. And there was no water for the host and for the cattle that followed them. And the king of Israel said, Alas, that the Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. Amen. Jehoram found it in his heart to throw the blame on the Lord. But verse 11 says, But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. And dropping down to verse number 14, as they have traveled and made their way to where Elisha is, they've they've went to where he is, and it says, And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, surely... Were it not that I regarded the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee, nor see thee. Speaking of Jehoram and his negative attitude toward God and the things of God, but then the man of God said, "But now bring me a minstrel." And it came to pass when the minstrel played, that the hand of the Lord came. Uh, I'm sorry. Bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played, that the hand of the Lord came upon him, and he said. Thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, you shall not see wind, neither shall you see rain, yet the, that valley shall be filled with water, that ye may drink both ye and your cattle and your beast. And this is but a light thing. Somebody say a light thing. In the sight of the Lord, he will deliver the Moabites also into your hands. I mean, they find themselves in a place without water, they've made their way to attack the enemy, but now they're, they're fearful that they will, will not even be able to even make it to that point of contact because they find themselves with no water. But the Lord lets them know, and the man of God lets them know, this is but a light thing in the sight Of the Lord, I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together one more time, all across the house of the Lord. I do feel like this is the will of God for tonight. Come on, let's lift our voices together one more time. God, Lord, I pray that you would move and work in our hearts and our lives and our minds. God, um, Lord, you know exactly what you're doing. God, um, Lord, your ways are not our ways, and your thoughts are not our thoughts. And God, I pray, Lord, um, that you would elevate here us here in this house tonight. God, uh, Lord, that you would raise us above the doubt and the confusion and the chaos. God that we could see, God, uh, that you're moving and that you're working in this house right now, God. Uh, Lord, I admit my dependence upon you. I pray that you would empty to me and myself, my own ideas, uh, my own opinions, and fill me with your holy adorning, God. Uh, use me as an instrument, as a tool in the palm of your hand, God. Uh, I admit my dependence upon you, Lord. Uh, let your adorning destroy every yoke of bondage. Let it break every chain, uh, every fetter that will try to confound, uh, that will try to confuse, God. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would work in this house, God. God, uh, bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free. Lift the heavy burden um, off the shoulders of your people. Anoint every ear to hear your word, God, tonight. Uh, and if any good thing would happen in this house, Lord, uh, let it be said that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands uh, one more time. I wonder if somebody call on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, everything you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. Come on, he's able in this house tonight. God, I give you praise. Oh, God, I give you glory. I give you honor, Jesus. God, there's nobody like you in this house, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, you may be seated. Hallelujah, I want to talk to you. Amen, I'm not sure how long y'all be here tonight. Amen, And I've kind of learned to stop saying that, Pastor Moore, because a lot of times when I say I'm not going to be very long, I think that's when I preach the longest. Amen. So uh, I'm just putting that out there. Amen. I don't feel like I'll be here a long time. Let's just put it that way. Amen. But I want to talk to you tonight about digging ditches in the desert. Amen. Digging ditches in the desert. Amen. These three kings uh, find themselves assembling together to fight against Moab. It is Jehoram the king of Israel who is living his life contrary to the Word and to the commandment of God. And then you have Jehoshaphat who is the king of Judah. And then you have the king of Edom that have all agreed to go together. And they they put their heads together and they begin to try to decide what way they're going to travel to get to Moab and to launch their attack from. And they decide that uh, their best option would be to go through the wilderness through the desert of Edom. Uh, the only problem with their plan is that they uh, they don't sit down to really figure how much water it's going to take for them to complete uh, and to make their journey. And so as they find themselves uh, seven days into their journey, they find that there is uh, no more water. The men and the cattle are uh, uh, both are without water. They find themselves uh, in a place where they're too weak and they're weary and even if they were to come upon the enemy they would not be of any value or any use because of their weariness and because of their exhaustion the journey has taken everything out of them their ill planning has left them without anything to drink without anything to sustain them and without anything to give them the strength that they need to make it another day or another mile. I want to tell somebody here in the house of the Lord tonight, there's a lot of choices and a lot of decisions that we can make. Oh, it might seem like it's going good for a few days or even for a little while, but it won't take long to realize I'm empty and there is nothing to sustain me. I'm broken and there's nothing to mend me. I find my place, myself in a place that's not good. I find myself in a place where there is a longing within me, an emptiness, a void. The king of Israel, immediately, his first go-to is to begin to blame the situation on God. And he begins to say, this is God's doing. And God has brought us here because he wants us to be destroyed in battle. But Jehoshaphat, his first response to the situation is, I want to know, somebody tell me, is there a prophet of God among us? Is there somebody here that can inquire from the Lord? Is there somebody here that can uh, touch the throne of heaven? Is there somebody here that can tell me what God is wanting to do in this dry time and in this dry moment in our lives? Can I tell you tonight that dry times will do one of two things in your life. It will either draw you closer to God or either it will push you further away from God Psalms 120 and 1 says in my distress I cried unto the Lord and he heard me oh come on somebody there ought to be something in you that says my distress and my uncertain situations will cause me to cry unto the Lord where I am in my dry place will cause me to lift up my voice and inquire of the Lord Hallelujah. The stress, for some, it pushes them away from God. But all along, it's God's intention and God's will for that place in our life to cause us to draw closer to Him. Here we have a great example of how Jehoram, Says, you know what? This is God's fault. And there's nothing on the inside of him that wants to have anything to do with the Lord. But on the other hand, Jehoshaphat says, Oh, I've just got to hear from God. I've just got to hear from the Lord. I know I feel weary at this moment. I know there's nothing to sustain me. I'm looking out across the desert and there is no water, there is no substance. This could be the last of our days. But yet something within him begin to cry out, Somebody take me to a man of God that can deliver me a word from the Lord. And there's people under the sound of my voice tonight that your heart is crying out, Somebody take me into the presence of the Lord where I can inquire of his goodness and ask of him what it is that he would have for me to do. I know I'm weary, right? now but what does God have to say about my situation oh everybody else says it's only a matter of time and it's too late but what does God have to say about where I am hallelujah and there Jehoram's attitude would not even allow him to enter in to the presence of the Lord on his own. But Jehoshaphat's spirit and attitude toward God was the only thing that caused God to pay attention to what was going on in their lives. Can I stop here long enough and say God help me to be a Jehoshaphat. Oh when things look like they're going wrong and people all around me might find themselves in a bad situation. I don't want to be the one that gets overlooked and says well if it wasn't for Pastor Moore I wouldn't even pay attention to you. Oh but I want God to look at me and say you have found favor in my eyes. Oh no matter that you're broken. No matter that you feel weak and weary, yet you still have enough confidence to come before me and to inquire of my word and to inquire of my plan and for my will for your life. I wonder is there anybody that has something on the inside of you that says no matter how dry I feel I will lift my voice up. I will lift up my voice and say God what are you doing? What is your plan? What would you have for me to do uh, with my life Uh, I know you didn't bring me out here to leave me Uh, I know you didn't bring me out here uh, to destroy me Uh, but even in this desert uh, even in my distress uh, I will call uh, on the Lord and then the word of God comes as the minstrel plays before the Lord And the word of the Lord comes and it says, take and make this valley full of ditches. And I've come to preach to somebody. Not only do you find yourself in a dry place, but you find yourself at the lowest point of your life. You find yourself at a place where you're wondering, "Have I ever even been any lower than this?" You say, "I am in a bad, bad place." Oh, but the man of God, oh, with the Word of the Lord flowing through him and flowing out of his mouth, said, "I got something I want you to do. I want you to take and make this valley full." full of ditches and when you make this valley full of ditches I'm going to send the water that's going to fill up those ditches. He said you're not going to see the wind and you're not going to see the rain but all you're going to know is hey I don't know where God has sent the water. I'm going to tell you you've been looking up to the skies and you haven't seen any clouds you've been pulling out your hands but you don't feel the wind but can I tell you God is sending revival and God is sending restoration and God is sending refreshment and God said if you'll take your shovel and you'll dig a ditch in the desert I'll do my part and I'll fill it up with water Hallelujah 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 Amen Hallelujah, Pastor Moore. If it's dirty, it's Brother Brother Ferguson's fault. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, the 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 word of the Lord begins to come, and there, even as uh, Brother Ford already quoted the, one of the verses that uh, that I have laid out here in my notes. As, as the word of the Lord began to flow, there was a requirement for the children of Israel and for the children of Judah. There was a requirement for them to meet. God said, I want you to take and make that valley full of ditches. I want you to take out your shovels. I want you to take out your digging instruments. And I want you to begin to pierce through all that sand and that soil whatever it is, that dryness uh, that's laying around everywhere uh, as you look and there's nothing good. Uh, there's nothing growing. Uh, there's nothing positive. All you know uh, is this is uh, just one of my last few days. Uh, oh, I don't know how much longer I can make it, uh, but the word of the Lord said, dig. So I got out my shovel uh, and I began to dig. Oh, I got out my faith uh, and with my faith I grabbed a hold uh, of my shovel uh, and I begin. to dig a ditch in the desert hey that might sound silly to me and that might sound silly to you but hey if you want the water you gotta first dig the ditch if you want the water you first gotta obey the commandments and the word of the Lord if you wanna Sometimes you just got to dig a little deeper and say, God, how many ditches do you want? God, I want you to fill me up. I want you to satisfy the longing in my spirit, the longing in my soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody here tonight in the house of the Lord that if I and if you Will do your part. And if I will do my part. Can I tell you that God. Will do his part. Can I tell you if I'm willing. To take the shovel in my hand. Hey. I don't see any rain clouds preacher. I don't even feel the wind blowing in the front preacher. Oh but the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord already told me. Hallelujah. I wonder, would you clap your hands unto the Lord right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, he said, hey. He said, I want you to take, I want you to take that shovel I want you to begin to dig you're not going to see the wind you're not going to feel it, you're not going to see the rain, oh but only in a matter of a time once you get those ditches dug you might go find you a place to sit down somewhere, but it won't be long till God is going to send the rain, it won't be long till God is going to make a way even where there seems to be no way, hey preacher there's no river running through here there's no spring, there's no source of water. Hey, but God said dig. I haven't seen it in a long time, but God said dig. I haven't felt it in a long time, but God said dig. Hallelujah. God wants us to 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 break up that ground all around. Not just a little bit. Not just a few ditches. But God said, how much water do you really need? And how much water do you really want? Do you do you want, a, a, want the valley to be filled with water? Or do you want just a little bit here and there? Can I ask somebody tonight, how much revival do you want? How much of a move of God do you want? How much refreshment do you want? How much restoration do you want? Hey, is one soul good enough? Is one family good enough or is there something on the inside of you that says I'm going to fill my valley full of ditches because I'm not satisfied with just a little bit of water but I won't ever thank God said I could have I won't ever thank God said was coming my way Hallelujah 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 I'm sure that there might have been some ditches that weren't quite as deep as some of the other ones. Maybe there was some just kind of going through the motions because uh, that's what the kings of Israel and Judah told them to do because uh, the man of God told Jehoshaphat to fill the valley uh, full of ditches uh, maybe there were some that really didn't put their heart into it uh, and maybe they didn't really dig uh, way down deep like they really should have uh, oh but can I tell you here tonight uh, in the house of the Lord uh, if you're satisfied with a shallow experience uh, that's up to you uh, but there's something on the inside of me uh, that remember Remember something that Jesus said when he said, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You might be satisfied with just a little touch, but Jesus is that fountain. Jesus is that well of living water. And I don't want just a little bit, but I want the Holy Ghost to fill me up. I want the Holy Ghost to touch me and the top of my head, to the sole of my feet, I wanted to feel me and to flow out of my belly. But if they would have never dug the ditches, they would have never partaken of the water. It would not have made God a liar, but it would have showed. The lack of faith in what God had said. And they would have missed out on what God wanted to do in their lives. It would have showed that they really didn't believe that God was able to send the rain, that God was able to send the water rather. It would have showed that they did not have enough faith to believe that God could send water from out of nowhere and fill up an empty void, an empty hole in the ground. Hey, where there once was no water, God said, I'm able to take your efforts and mingle them with my power. And when your efforts meet my power That can be a holy ghost explosion that would forever change your life but not only your life it will forever change the landscape because where water flows there is life where water flows there is living where water flows there is an oasis that gives life and fulfillment where water flows there springs life come on I want to let somebody know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and there is a life worth living. There is a life that you can live more abundantly. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 41, verse 17, it says, When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none. And their tongue falleth for thirst. I the Lord will hear them. I the God of Israel will not forsake them. I will open rivers in high places. And fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water. And the dry land springs of water. Can I tell you that God has every single base covered tonight. God has every place covered. He says I can open up the rivers in the high places and I can open up the fountains in the midst of the valleys, in the midst of the low places. I know how to take a wilderness. I know how to take a desert and make a pool of water. I know how to take a dry land and turn it into springs of water. Can I tell you tonight they sung about if there could be a miracle happen uh, in this place tonight. Uh, but Can I take you outside the four walls uh, of this church here tonight uh, and tell you that right in the middle of your valley uh, and the right in the middle of your distress, uh, a miracle can happen uh, right in the middle of your depression. Uh, a miracle can happen uh, right in the middle of your anxiety. Uh, a miracle can happen uh, right in the middle uh, of what you're going through. Uh, God, can take dryness uh, and turn it into a moist land. Uh, God can take uh, what ails you uh, and turn it into power uh, and turn it into strength. Uh, God knows how to take the crippled uh, and give them power uh, and dominion. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't matter where you find yourself he can open up a river and even that river flows from the highest places down into the depths down into those lowest places all oh, that no matter what's going on on the inside of you God knows how to cause a rumbling and a stirring underneath your dry, dry ground he knows how to cause a spring to sprout forth and for there to be joy everlasting for there to be joy that would flow in your life oh can I tell you that with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation come on here in the house of the Lord tonight there's some men and women under the sound of my voice you find yourself in the desert you find yourself in a place where you're weary but I wonder if one more time tonight in the house of the Lord if you can muster up enough faith to grab a hold of your spiritual shovel and say God I'm about to make room for the water I'm about to make a place for revival in my life. I'm about to make a place for restoration in my spirit. I'm about to make a place where I dig all the dirt out of the way. Where I dig all those crusty places out of the way. Where you can feel me. That ground right now might look hard. And like it can never bring forth fruit, It can never bring forth anything positive in your life. Oh, but if you could just somehow learn to dig ditches in the desert. God said, I'll send the water. You don't even have to know where it comes from. You don't even have to know how it got to where it is. All you got to know is that God said He's going to send it. And when God said He's going to send it, He's going to send it. Hey, They went to sleep that night, but when they got up in the morning, they offered up the, the morning sacrifice. And when they offered up the morning sacrifice, can I Tell you, out of nowhere, those ditches became full of water. Can I let you know tonight, I wonder who can hold on just a little bit longer. I wonder who can find it within themselves. and say, hey, I got a feeling God's about to turn this thing around. I got a feeling God's about to bust loose in this place. I got a feeling God's about to make a way. Even when there seems to be no way, I'm going to get up again in the morning. Uh, and I'm going to offer up my sacrifice of praise. Uh, and God's going to send it. Uh, and God's going to send it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My wife would make her way to the music Hallelujah. Brother Ford already quoted it tonight. But James 2 and 14 says, What doth it profit, my brother? Though a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? Now, let's put that, let's apply that to those men that found themselves in the desert without any water to drink. Too far to go back to where they came from. And too weak to attack the adversary they found themselves between a rock uh, and a hard place Uh, I can't go back to where I came from uh, but I can't go forward uh, because I'll be destroyed uh, by the adversary Uh, so that means something's got to happen right here uh, right now where I'm at Uh, i want to tell you you might find uh, you might feel like you found yourself uh, in a place of impossibility Uh, I can't go backward Uh, I can't go forward Uh, I'm stuck right there uh, but right there is a place uh, for a miracle. Right there is a place for a breakthrough. You just hold your ground and say, hey, let me talk to my Jesus. Let me talk to my Lord. What would you have me to do? Should I give up and sit down? Oh, should I throw my hands up and quit? Should I throw in the towel? Oh God, what should I do? Hey, go grab your shovel and begin to break up that ground for I'm about to in revival. I'm about to see. And, uh, renewal uh, and restoration no. oh it would have been easy to say oh I believe and never take a shovel in their hand but faith had to go beyond just saying I believe but they had to put some action on that faith can I tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost right now Some here tonight you say I believe but you've never gone beyond that place of saying you believe wow. it's just like these people that found themselves in the wilderness They could have said they believed. But if they had dug no ditches, they would have had no water. Does that make God less than God? No. That doesn't make God less than. What that makes us is faith without works. And faith without works is dead. Being alone. Would you lift your hands with me right now, Lord, across the house of the Lord. Some say, I believe. have you believed unto repentance and then from repentance to baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and from baptism in the name of Jesus Christ to the the infilling of the Holy Ghost not just saying his spirits in me but by the evidence of speaking in other tongues he that believeth on me as the scripture has said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water Now if he would have stopped there you could have just said well he was talking about joy Brother Ford Uh, he was talking about peace but the scripture goes on to clarify in verse 39 but this spake he of the spirit that they which believe on him should receive what? for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Woo! Woo! He, said, he said. He said, hey. I've got to be glorified. The way Jesus was glorified, he said, except the kernel of corn had fall in the ground. If it don't die, it's just abiding there alone, but it's got to die. But once it dies, it can spring forth. And Jesus said, hey, I'm going to die, but when I die, They put me in the ground. I'm going to spring forth. And when I spring forth, you're going to know that the veil in the temple has been torn and trained from top to the bottom. Oh, I've come to tell somebody tonight, hey, God's been too good to you for you to just stop at believing. But you need to pick up a shovel and say, I'm going all in. I'm going all the way you can say I believe in one God all you want you're the same as the devil for he believes in one God and trembles you can say I believe in that old time way when are you putting some works uh, with your faith? Uh, or are you putting some actions uh, with your faith? Uh, you can say, I believe in the Holy Ghost. but uh, have you spoke with other tongues? Uh, as the Spirit uh, has given you utterance. Stop. Now, some say, now that Holy Ghost, that's a, I shouldn't have thrown in my towel, amen. The, the Holy Ghost, that's that, uh, that's that added bonus you know. That's, a, that's just a little land yap you know you get that's extra but can I tell you the Holy Ghost is essential the Holy Ghost is part of the plan of salvation then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost oh that was good for them For the promise is unto you and your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I'm thankful that one day I heard him call my name, Pastor Moore, and I walked down that aisle. (laughs) And I knelt down and I said, hey, God, I know you can change me. I know you can deliver me. I know you can set me free. I want to let somebody know you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. For without the Spirit, you're none of his. But you got to let the water wash you. And you got to let the Spirit breathe life on your dry bones. You got to let it move in you. What what do you think the the Ezekiel's prophecy about the dry bones was about? It was about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Because he said, once I put my spirit in you, then you're going to know that I am your God. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hallelujah. I just want to let somebody know tonight come on you need to take up your spiritual shovel and say hey I, I, I might be a little too shallow God maybe I need to dig a little deeper tonight maybe I need to go a little further tonight maybe I'm like Apollos maybe I just need to go a little deeper maybe I let, need to let somebody tell me hey you gotta have that fire burning in your soul you gotta have that river that flows that flows God help me Jesus Hallelujah. I wonder you know the Moabites got up that same morning as some Israelite folks were well, down there offering up a sacrifice to the Lord and God sent the water and they get up and they look out across the desert And they see the water. But to them they see blood. And they look at one another. And they say let us go. Partake in the spoil. They've turned on one another. And they've killed one another in the desert. You know that's what the devil would love for it to happen. You know. Some of the baddest times. Some of the toughest times for relationships is when there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of strain. Because it's easy to overreact. To things that's going on, God help me, Jesus. Ain't none of this somebody knows. When can I just feel that to the spirit tonight? Uh, some of the some of the toughest times for a marriage uh, or for any type of relationship, uh, for a church family, uh, is when there's stress and there's strain, uh, and, and and it's easy to fly off the handle, and it's easy uh, to take things out of context, and it's easy uh, to read into something that somebody says uh, when they really didn't mean anything by it at all, uh, and they leave there not knowing what they have even done to a. Fear you. But on the inside, the devil takes that in that dry place and in that distress and he twists it and he says, you heard what they said about you. You see how they really feel about you. But I wonder what would happen tonight. As the devil says, I'm rushing in and I'm going to spoil their life. And I'm going to take what good they have left. And I'm going to take what valuables they have left and I'm going to leave them for dead in that desert. Oh, but what he don't realize is that God has already made a way because somebody was willing to take a shovel in their hand. Somebody was willing to say, God, I'm going to dig a little deeper tonight. I'm going to make a way for a well of water to flow. Hey, when they came upon them, they came out of their spots, their spots of ambushment and they brought a great victory. Over the Moabites, I wonder uh, what would happen if somebody would throw up their hands uh, and say, devil, uh, you thought you had me, uh, but I've already had my shovel uh, in my hand. Uh, You thought you would plunder me, uh, but I've already took my shovel uh, in my hand. Hey, Zerubbabel. God help me. You're doing a good work. But there's a lot of adversaries. Say they're going to stop you, Zerubbabel. But you're going to finish your work. But it's not going to be my mind. Zechariah 4 and 6. And it's not going to be my power. But I want you to know it's going to be by my spirit. saith the Lord of hosts. I'm going to tell you here tonight that the victory that you're going to have in your life is not going to come from man it's not going to come from the place that you think it's going to come from some of you just been, been just been just praying for, hey, maybe it's, it's just got to be a time and it, it's going to open up again. And you're just waiting, huh, kind of like they waited on that angel to come down and trouble the water at a certain season. Huh, and you're thinking it can't last forever and it can't last always. Huh, it's going to turn around at some point. Huh, oh, but I wonder if somebody would hear the word of the Lord tonight huh, and say I'm taking my shovel huh, in my hand huh, and it's not going to be by my might huh, and it's not going to be by my power. Come on here, brother. But it's going to be by the Spirit. It's going to be by the Holy Ghost. It's going to be by God working and by God moving in my soul and in my spirit. You thought I was dead, devil, but I'm still alive. You thought I was in my grave, but I'm still alive. Micah said, rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. Don't put on your dancing shoes, yet, devil. I'm still here, I'm still here. If anybody's gonna rejoice, I will rejoice. If anybody's gonna dance, I will dance. God help Come on, somebody ought to find your shovel tonight. It's there buried somewhere. You want to dig out your shovel and say, I'm going deeper. I'm going deeper. I'm going deeper. What are you doing, preacher? You look silly out there. Hey, I got my sleeves rolled up. I'm digging a ditch in the I know it's hot right now, but as soon as I get my digs dug, God's gonna send the rain. I still got another sacrifice of praise left in me. I still got another offering left in me. I still got something in me that says I will live. I will live and not die. <laughs>